0: Check, check, here we go. All right, Dr. Bill Sinyard here with another Gospel Rant, Shame Meter 2020. We're looking at some of the Oscar-nominated Best Picture films to determine, on a scale of 0 to 10, just how much shame and loneliness are evident, or court of the plot, or the development of characters. And our premise here at the Gospel App and at ForgivingPath.com is that there is such a social stigma to shame and loneliness that even though it's all around us, we're immersed in it we still can't talk about it or name them. They're four-letter words, right? So if we can point them out in films, maybe we can begin to actually name them in our own lives. And so we've already looked at the Joker. We gave it a 9.9. We looked at 1917. We gave that a 9. How about the hit film, Parasite, directed by Bong Jun ho It crushed at the Oscars, winning Best International Film, Best Director, Best Picture, and that's the first time that's ever been done in Academy history. It's a dark comedy, uh, extremely well done, but I think that people liked it and were drawn to it and were willing to watch it over and over because it, 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 it's actually able, it causes us to resonate with the shame and shaming of the movie. We get it. Uh, we don't like it necessarily, but there's something about it that's eye-opening and that's refreshing. I found an amazing blog by Gina Ratcliffe. Shout out to Gina, GinaRatcliffe.com. And she titles it Parasite and the Scent of Shame. She speaks of the smell of being poor. Uh, And and you remember that from the movie if you've seen it. And that's a metaphor for anything that makes a person stick out in a negative light where they don't feel that they live up to the expectations of cultured society, of those around them, of those people that they want to be like. And, and so others look down upon them or they feel that way and they want to separate. And it leads to loneliness, right? And the typical reaction of people who have been rejected like that is stress, anxiety, depression, sadness, loneliness, anger, and rage. Even murderous rage if you've seen the movie. And you may feel like you'd work harder to try to fix the problem. Again, the movie uh, if the problem can be fixed, and apparently it couldn't be fixed in the movie, no matter what could be done. I mean, that's that's feels. I mean, it makes you feel like you're in this box. So, if you can fix it, okay. But what if it's your skin color, or your weight, or your personality, or your age, or your language at home, or place of birth, or political party, or your smell? Right. All right. Listen to Gina. She puts it extremely well. It's going to be a long quote. I apologize for that, but eh, not really. It's very good. It's spectacular. So here we go. Quote. You can tell when someone grew up poor, if you look closely enough, they're the people who check their bank balance every day. They're the people who look a little sweaty at the idea of splitting the bill in a restaurant. But even more so when someone offers to pay for them, admitting they need help with anything is a challenge. If they're parents, often they go overboard in buying things for their children, proving that they can afford to buy the latest hot holiday toy, even if it puts a dent in their finances. They simmer in silence while listening to conversations about private schools, European vacations, and $150 haircuts, but mostly they worry about their smell. Bong Joon-ho's Parasite is not just the best film of 2019, Gina writes. It's also perhaps the best film about class rage and the vast insurmountable disparity between rich and poor ever made. A funny, creepy, and ultimately harrowing story about a poor family that forces itself into the sterile bubble of a wealthy family. It hits some all-too-familiar painful notes. The patronizing, distant politeness the rich express towards the poor. Rich people's belief that their children are inherently gifted. How an inconvenience for wealthy people can be a life-changing disaster for those less fortunate. Though their financial situation improves a bit, once the Kim family begins working for the Park family, they're often subtly, passively, aggressively reminded of who they are and where they come from. This is most starkly illustrated when Kim Ki Taik, employed as Park's driver, listens to Mr. Park complain about a bad smell. And the smell, Key Tyke realizes, is coming from him. Does Mr. Park know that? Most likely, although he's too polite to say so directly, believing that it's better to simply harp on it until Key Tyke gets the message. He does, and the look of shame and simmering anger in his eyes is the point when Parasite makes the turn from a comedy into something darker and more disturbing. It's hard to say definitely what poor people's smell is, Because there isn't just one universal smell, there also isn't one universal cause for it, although undoubtedly people who've never experienced it would smugly insist that it's the smell of neglect. And we know, of course, that not all poor parents are neglectful parents and wealthy parents are perfectly capable of neglecting their children. It's just easier to focus on and pass judgment against what we can see, hear, and smell. Key take to outward appearances, doesn't look unclean. There's no indication that he's indifferent or ignorant to the idea of personal hygiene. It's the tiny cluttered basement apartment he lives in with his family, where a neighbor urinates literally right in front of their window. It's faulty plumbing, lack of access to laundry facilities, lack of the things people like the Park family just don't take for granted. They believe they're entitled to it. Up until Key Take's son manages to get the entire family employed by the Park's they were earning money by folding pizza boxes. The film doesn't explain how the Kims ended up in the situation they're in, leaving it up to the audience to apply their own biases and assumptions. They're just trying to exist. tight doesn't mean to offend Mr. Park's delicate nose, but he does. His existence is an offense, and Mr. Park would prefer to never have to deal with him at all, except for the fact that he's his employer, close quote. Oh my goodness, thanks so much, Gina. That is really really insightful. It sums it up. So it's shame, and and ironically, the the kim got a windfall with everyone employed, though through comical, comical if not cynical means. And it was this good fortune that led to their exposure, and shame, and rejection. The mirror, uh, right? We can all get it. And what they thought would bring them happiness led to disastrous rejection and isolation and shame. And that shame triggered her to murder and rage. Shame, rejection, isolation, loneliness, and unforgiveness are destructive. So is there anything that can be done for such shame and unwanted exposure and rejection? Yeah, of course. For you who are Christians, Jesus followers, you children of God with whom the Holy Spirit dwells, again, whatever that means and wherever that is, you may have access to a true enemy of shame and loneliness. Calvin speaks of the passion and wheelhouse of the Spirit. Uh, That's to make you feel. Make you is the key. Uh, It's beyond and above what you can do. It's uh, beyond and above what you can check a box and agree with. It's this power to actually make you feel just how much God adores you as you are, all because of what Jesus did for you 2,000 years ago. God has to love you in one narrow technical sense. Don't get hung up on the has to. The point is he does love you as much as the father loves the son and the son loves the father. And this powerful love, once you experience it, uh, again, which is only by the power of the spirit, you will feel less shame. You will feel less rejected. You will feel less smelly. Right? God loves you no matter how you smell. Isn't that great? No matter how others react towards you or how many times you're rejected here, or isolated here, or made fun of here, or bullied here. God will never hold his nose or reject you or look aside or th- or think less of you. He will love you. Uh, he won't love you anymore if you smell better. Isn't that interesting, right? Uh, or come from a different side of town or a different culture or change political parties or lose weight or whatever. In fact, his love for you and his sense of honor towards you requires that others answer for their shaming and dishonoring of you. That's how honorable you are, as you are, where God finds you. And this is something that Jesus must and was willing to die for. There's no sign of that in Parasite. Uh, And so, no resolution at the end of the film, other than uh, life goes on, and no resolution, and the smell continues. You will not experience all of this, Christian, perfectly, this side of heaven. Uh, That's withheld until then. But you should notice it, and it should be a regular practice. And our suggestion at GospelApp and uh, ForgivingPath.com is to develop a new habit of asking the Spirit to make you feel that powerful love and learning how to access it using uh, baby steps and multiple times a day. And in the meantime, get help from safe groups, counseling, therapy, friends and family, your church. Check out www.gospel-app.com for suggestions. You can access their prayer cards that will actually give you words to ask the Holy Spirit. We don't just give it to you and say, do it. We show you how. But the key is the multiple times a day you ask the Spirit to make you feel the love and devotion, uh, the honor uh, of you no matter how badly you think you smell. And also check out Forgiving Path, www.forgivingpath.com. Look, often shame and mistreatment come from events that settle in your brain as injustices or unfairness, right? I mean, the Kims felt that. This was unfair. This was not reasonable. And that's why uh, the brain reacted in anger. Uh, we, we should be angry at injustice, right? It's how we're made. So if there was a powerful way to access a sense of justice, even a small one, and, and then begin to forgive without shame, wouldn't that be freeing, and wouldn't that diminish the anger? Yes, of course. Check it out. Uh, Two-hour uh, walk through the Forgiving Path. It's online, any smart device, www.forgivingpath.com. And look, tell your therapist about it. Let us know how it goes. Back to the film. All right, shame eater. Well, drumroll, please. We're going to give it a nine. Uh, and, and same score as 1917, but for different reasons. 1917 was all about PTSD. Uh, and, and like in 1917, it's not resolved in Parasite. Uh, it wasn't resolved in 1917 or in Joker. It's only observed. And in Parasite, awkwardly laughed at. And you're not sure when you leave the film, is it still a comedy or have you been messed with? Because honestly, it's not that funny, is it? But the larger point being, in the top three movies, in my opinion, of 2019, the shame eater observed a nine or higher in each. Wow. Shame and loneliness and isolation, unforgiveness are everywhere. And I think they're ramping up. and It's time to start calling them uh, what they are. Use their name, even though it's four-letter words. We need to reduce their stigma so that people like the Kims or the billions of other smelly people... In the, in the world today, can talk about it uh, openly and in a safe place, quick before more destruction and incivility happens, because it will. Truth told, scientists are largely impotent at helping such people. Large swaths of counseling tend to diminish triggers. It does, for sure. Yet we Christians should be all over this. We, we have access to the power to actually help out. We can help people access or uh, begin to access power more powerful than brains, the shame and loneliness. It should be noticeable. Alright, we're done for now. Check out the next Shame Meter Gospel Rant when we'll look at another of the Best Picture nominees, Little Women. Should be fun. See you then.